Thank you, Lord. His presence is here. Thank you, God. You're so good. Can we go to Mark chapter 12, verse uh, 38? 38. That's where we'll start. I don't know if y'all need to vote me back in because I've been gone so long. I don't know. I guess technically not, but I'm so thankful for good, faithful servants that can keep the church going when I'm gone. Thank God for good preachers and servants and ministers. Amen. I'm so thankful for all these wonderful people that have helped keep the revival going. Y'all enjoy Brother Brister Wednesday night, wasn't that? Do you know how you know why he came? He came because another pastor heard about me being well, me being gone and just going through a lot. And he said, One of my guys that grew up in our church, one of our evangelists, I'm gonna pay for him to come preach at your church. And he paid and sent him over here so we could have revival. Is that not beautiful to see the kingdom of God work together? We took care of his hotel room, and, uh, and he came and ministered here, and we had people get the Holy Ghost Wednesday night. That's awesome. That's great. And I've been trying to tell some of our ministers that, that Ryan Brister can be you. We've got people right here in our church that can do that. And let me just tell you, that same church in Mississippi, Brother Copeland, that's the, that's the pastor, They've, they've got a lot of great men of God that God has raised up out of that church. Two of those men that are out of that church have held revivals for the home church. And they've seen hundreds receive the Holy Ghost because of their own evangelists that were raised in their own churches. That's the will of God right there. It's the will of God for people in the church to raise up and bless their home church. And that's what God's going to do. That's what God's going to do. You know, I, I, I've made my mind up. I, I may not preach general conference like the other Brother Green, but you know what I want to do? I, I want to build Brother Greens. I want to build ministers. I want to be a Samuel that can hear God's voice and send Davids out to battlefields. And we can't all do that. We can't all be the David that throws the rock and gets the spotlight. You know what I felt a call to do? I want to send ministers out. I want to I want to create a, a a almost like a Bible college, a, a end time uh, study, a quick study, to get people ready for the end time. And what a beautiful field we've got right here, man! We are set up in Austin, Texas enough to let us preach, California enough to need God. That's Austin, Texas for you. Got just enough freedom to let me get out there and say it. And just enough devils to need to let me get out there and say it in the first place. This is a perfect territory. This is where I want to raise my kids. I want to show my kids how to cast out devils. I want to show my kids how to get their hands out there on the plow. Look, your kids ain't going to make it halfway in the last days. It's either in or out. Either you're on the fighting side or you're on the losing side. That's the best way to protect your children. Just teach them how to go out to outreach. Either you're on this side or you're not. There's only one way to do this thing. Man, God is so good. I, well, I'm just ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. John 12. I'm excited today. I feel great faith. I had great prayer here last night. Great faith. Verse 38, then he said to them in his teaching, Jesus said, 
beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes. They love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, the best place, places at the feasts. They devour widows' houses. They eat them up for dinner. The most broken, hurting, vulnerable people, they just step on them. Jesus didn't like that one bit. They just used them for building blocks. It's quite the opposite. The ministry is supposed to take care of the widows, the true widows. Paul told Timothy, who are the real widows? It's not every widow is qualified to get help from the church. I know you might not have known that, but you've got to study the Bible. Not everybody is a widow needs to have help from the church. But it is true religion, undefiled before God, is to care for the widows and fatherless. Not to use them to build yourself up. Not to build your ministry on broken people. So I feel good. But to build up broken people so that they're taken care of. Jesus was frustrated at the religious people. Yep. And he's really just letting them have it here. He says, for a pretense making long prayers, these these people like this will receive greater condemnation than just normal condemnation. Yeah, they knew better. They still went and did all that. Now to the part I felt today for this service, verse 41. Now Jesus sat opposite of the treasury, got him a good line of sight to where the people give money. And he he wanted to see how the people put money into the treasury. Because he does look at what you do with your money. Today's not about money, but it is in the text. And we're going to teach the whole thing. All right? The word today is not for you to give. That's not the word I felt, but it's here. And we can't look over it, and we can't bypass it, because there's a lot of New Age Christians who don't think it's biblical to give. They think money just falls from the sky. But literally, Jesus is watching what people do with their money, because what they do with their money is their heart. So Jesus is literally watching what people are giving, And many who were rich put in much. Everybody say much. They gave a whole lot because they have a whole lot. Because they have a lot, it was easy to give a lot. It's not impressive. It's not impressive. America, it's not impressive. Your $15 an offering plate is not impressive as rich as we are. We think we did a lot compared to the world, but it's, it's not. And so there was this one poor widow that came and threw in two mites, which make a quadrants, which is around the value of a penny. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, That this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given, than all of those combining the rich people have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, 
they worked from a place of blessing. They worked from a place of ability. They served God from a place of having less problems. But the woman that gave the mites, she gave, she gave from her poverty, from her lack, from her messed up place. It's not about the amount that was given. It was about who the person was and what they were going through when they gave. Jesus wasn't trying to say how much you should give. But we do know how much she gave because it says right here that she gave everything. It was impressive to Jesus, not that she just gave everything, but it was impressive that she was already poor and still chose to give everything. And the Lord wanted to debunk a myth that if you get more, you'll give more. It's a lie. If you get a miracle today, then you'll start your ministry. If you get the blessing you've been praying for, then you'll get serious about your prayer life. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's the will of God for us to give when we're poor. To bless when we have nothing. To pray when it's nothing but darkness. To shout when there's no reason to. It's the will of God for us to give everything we have when we have nothing left. And I felt today in the Holy Ghost, I don't even know, what's our title? Put it up. Whatever this is, to master the mess before the miracle. Because you're waiting on your miracle before you start. But that doesn't get the attention of God. Anybody can do it when they have it all. That's not impressive. It's not a sacrifice. But what really moves God is when you've got nothing and you give anyway. Let's lift our hands right now. Thank you, Jesus. We've got to master this. You hear me, church family? We've got to master this today. Stuck in a season of poor, broken, pitiful me. And I'm just waiting on my miracle, God, and then I'll get serious. No, 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 no. Master the mess before you get your miracle. Thank you, Jeff. Let's love them together, can we? Let's love Jesus together. Hallelujah. I feel faith rising right now in this service. I feel the witness of the Holy Ghost right now in this place. God's going to deal with us today. God's going to set us up for the miraculous in this service. God's going to get some things dealt with today so that we can receive miracles. Everybody say in Jesus' name. And you can be seated today. Glad you're here. If you're a guest, I'm glad you're here. Can't wait to meet you. Amen. I'm so thankful for all the new people at our church. Amen. New people. Lots of new people at the church. People I haven't even got to meet yet, probably. 
I'm so thankful for new people in the church. God's going to send us brand new people. And they're going to be messed up. And they're going to come in looking for a miracle. And they're going to get some miracles. God's going to show some miracles. But it's not going to be as fast as they like. And the reason why we miss a lot of new people and they don't stay in church is because they, get, they don't get quite enough of the miracles that they came for. Because people come to church to get out of messes. I'm still not out of mine. If you come to church to get out of a mess, you've missed it all. Our Lord and Savior is worthy to serve in the mess. When you get to finally know Him, as the Jesus that died on the cross for you, and you get the revelation of the Godhead that this one God died for me, I can now stay in a mess and still bless Him. I can stay in pain and suffering and still love Him. I do not need a miracle to serve my God. And neither do you. And I want the new people of the church to get, get in this thing. And I want you to become what God has for you. And this fall, we're going to do a lot of discipleship and get you new people involved. God is sending new people that you're going to be a right arm and left arm of our ministry teams. And you're going to be leaders. And it's time for new people to come and step in. Listen, after a while, when the original saints don't want it, you've got to find new people. It's nothing against the original saints. We've got a work to do. We've got to have people that are willing to submit and walk with God and do the work. And God's going to send new people with a bunch of messes. And God's going to anoint them. And God's going to use them. And they're going to preach. And they're going to see signs and miracles and wonders. God is calling out to new people. And it's going to be amazing what God does. But God is not going to deliver people from every one of their messes. Go ahead and just, just stop all that belief system. You know, when I was growing up in church, you'd come to God and you'd get delivered. But will you think about it for a second? Every story in the Bible where someone got a miracle, do you think for a moment what all they did not get? Okay, okay, so the guy can't walk. He's laying at the gate. He gets his legs back. He's still broke financially. Now I can walk, but where? I have no house. Thanks for my legs, but I don't know where to go. You know, sometimes it's easier to be in a mess because you've got no options. I didn't decide that, hey, Brandon, I'm going to stay right here at this gate because I can't go anywhere. See, some people like being in a mess. Because when you're in a mess, you can have excuses. Some people don't want a miracle. And we're going to run up against people in Austin that don't want a miracle. They, they like the handicap sticker. They like all the victim mentality. They like the handouts. They like not having to get up and go to work. They like it. And there are some people that we're going to just scratch our heads and say, I thought they wanted out. No, they don't. Because you, when you get a miracle, you still are in a mess. Think of everybody in the Bible that ever got a miracle. Look, y'all, what is your sight coming back going to do for you? you? You didn't even get to have retirement because you couldn't work all those years. 
So now you got your sight back, but you still broke. You still live in a box somewhere. Now you can see it. You used to just feel the box. Now you can see the box. Great. Look, all the people that you lost while you were blind, all the relationships you didn't get to have, you still don't have. The Lord began to deal with me about how just because you get a miracle doesn't mean you get all of them. We have this addiction for God to give us something big, but you're still in a massive mess even after you get the thing you're praying for. I don't know what it is you want God to do, but you're still in a mess when you get it. Unless just God does everything, and we know he won't. That's why the Bible says he was like, hey, good job, you got your legs back. See you later. Well, what about my money? I I ain't going to help you with everything. I'm going to stay here and get everything. No, that's not how it worked in the Bible. Jesus just gave them enough to build their faith. In fact, he said it like this. I'm only doing miracles so that you can believe I will forgive you. And once you believe that I'll forgive you, I don't have to get you out of your mess anymore because your mess is actually going to be good for you. Because if I got you out of every mess, it'd be called heaven and you'd be dead. See, some of y'all begging for every blessing and begging for every miracle, you're really begging for God to kill you. It's borderline suicide. God, take away everything. That's called dying. Paul said, it's good for me to go. It's bad for you because you need my help, but it's good for me. He's talking about his death. Paul knew he was going to die. He said, it's good to go. You know why? Because I ain't no more people beating me up when I'm in heaven. Ain't no more shipwrecks in heaven. No more sickness in heaven. No more Satan buffeting me. None of that drama. When I get there, I've got no issues. Y'all, we're not in heaven yet. It's messy. God gives you just enough miracle to believe he'll save you. And he'll leave you in a mess. Lift your hands up. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us. I feel the revelation of the Holy Ghost today. I don't have any notes. I just got a word from God for you today right now. You want God to rescue you from everything. You're missing the point. You don't even really want to want God. You want God to set you free of everything so you can be a God. You're tired of having to rely on him. You're tired of having to pray every morning. You're tired of having to cry out to God to get you through one more storm. Deep down, you don't like the fact that you need him. You wish you could be free of him, and you pray for miracle after miracle after miracle. That's never enough. So you got your legs back. You're going to be asking God for a miracle for a job. So you got your eyes back. Now you're going to be asking God for a miracle of getting married. Never stops. You're always in a mess. Everybody that got a miracle stayed in some kind of mess. And you come to church with false expectations saying, if I could just get this one, I'd be okay. You know, in my journey and my health and all my problems... The Lord asked me a sober question one time. He said, he said, what would you do if I healed you? 
And, and it got real, real when I kind of waited on him to explain more. He's like, you, you go play more golf during the weekdays? Would you fish more? Probably. Would you go hunting, get that deer lease? What would you do if I healed you? Would you really do more outreach? You say you will to talk me into it. But I know you. You ever just know yourself? You don't even put the potato chips in the same room with you? You just know yourself. And God knows you better than you know you. And we try to tell God what's best for us. If you just do this, I'm telling you, God, trust me when I say, if you'll heal me, I'll give you everything. And here's what the Lord spoke to me with this, with this text about the woman with the two mites. When God gives you more, you have to give up more. If God heals me, I've got to give Him the thing He gave me. So I'm not getting it anyway. Because if God gives me ability, if God gives me extra, if God gives me anything called a miracle, shout about it, I can't even use it for me. Because the thing that God gave me, I still owe to Him. I'm still not free. I'm still not mine. I may have got my health back, but now I'm busier for the kingdom. I still can't go do what I want. You might get your healing and get your miracle, but listen, it's not for you. It's for Him. Whatever you're asking for today in this place, it's not to make life easier so you don't need God more. It's so you can do more for the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I got a word for someone right now. Some of you do more for God without your miracle than you do with your miracle. And you don't even trust God. And I hate to believe that, Andrew, because it gets tough sometimes. But it's the truth. You see, the reason why the woman with the two mites was bragged on is because she gave it all. And this is why Jesus said it's hard for a rich man to go to heaven. Because the more you have, the more you must give. You know what we're all praying for today? More. You're asking for trouble. When you pray for more money, you're asking for trouble. Because God's going to ask more from you when you ask for it. When you pray for a better job, that's God's job. Are you sure you want to pray for those miracles? Are you sure you're going to want that? Because what would you do if you got it? Some, if God gave you some of y'all the money you wanted, you'd probably go buy some boat and never come back on Sunday again. If God gave some of y'all the, the marriage miracle you've been asking for, it could mess you up and you could go to hell over that. Oh, it would be a miracle that you got married. Sure, that's great. We'll all celebrate with you. It's been so long. Thought it would never happen. Great. But are you going to be in church in 15 years? 
Not much of a miracle then, is it? When will we trust Him? When will we know that God knows what's best for us? When will we learn to give everything we have when we have nothing? When will we learn that God is worthy of worship when all I've got is two mites? I'm a widow. I've got no help. And I've got nothing going for me. But I'm still going to walk down there on the offering plate and give God everything I've got because he's worthy of everything in my mess. When will we learn to conquer the spirit of worshiping in our mess? It's a lie that if you had more, you'd give more. It was so hard for those rich folks to give up what they needed to give up. But it wasn't hard for that woman who was poor and broken. Because here's something I've learned in my journey. When you've got nothing, you don't even care. You know, when you suffer like I do in my body or You don't care about anything. There's not a trip I want to take. There's not a deer I want to shoot. There's not a vacation I want to take. And I'm so thankful for the home we're able to build. I walked through it yesterday. It's almost done. And I felt good. And then I came back down to reality. Because I realized this will not satisfy. You don't even know how much you need God until you have things that don't satisfy you. Some of y'all are like, boy, if I just had that house or had that, I'm so jealous of them. They got that truck. They got that vacation. You have no idea what you're talking about. When you have it and it doesn't satisfy you, then you realize, what a waste. Just give me Jesus. I need his peace. I need his presence. I need his glory. I need God in my life. I need him. He's the only thing that satisfies. Can somebody agree with the widow today and say, I'll I'll give you everything. Brandon, we've got to master the messed season so God can trust us with more. Because there's nothing more dangerous than a preacher who feels great all the time. God help me. There's nothing more dangerous than a man of God with great revelation at a big church building a new house that feels perfect. Talk about a setup for failure. If I can't master my mess, then why would God give me more? It would be to my detriment. And also to you. Y'all, we have got to get to a place where we say, I'll die. I'll die for you. And only then can God give you anything without worrying about it stealing your salvation. The only way you're going to make it in the last days is if you are willing to die for Jesus Christ. And that's a tough message for Americans. But when you go through health problems, you start to realize 
There's nothing in this life that I want. There's nothing in this world that can take care of me. And then you realize, if I'm going to serve God, I've got to do it as the poor widow. I've got to master <coughs> my, my devotion to God on this broken level. I've got to be in all the way when I've got nothing and I feel forsaken and it seems like God's a million miles away and I've been faithful and I've been given my mites and I'm still poor and I'm still a widow and I'm still broken but he's still faithful and he's still worthy and he still gets my life and gets my heart and I'm not going to back up and I'm not going to quit because I've got to master this season. Let's lift our hands up in the name of Jesus. Is this word for anybody else today? Is this word for anybody else today? You're asking God for one thing and God's got so much more. You hung up on one miracle and you don't understand all that God's trying to do in you is greater than the one thing you've been begging God for. Your miracle has eclipsed the, the, the plan of God for your life and you keep asking God for your legs or your eyes and you missed. You've missed the big plan that God has for you and your family and your marriage and your house. You've missed it. God wants you to master your mess right where you are with your nothing, with your brokenness, with your sickness, with your pain. He wants you to make up your mind. I'm all in. I'll die for you. If this kills me, then I'll die. But I'm going to keep giving my mites. I'll give you the last of it. I'll give you everything that's left. I'm okay with it because you're worthy of it. You're worthy of it. You're worthy of it. Only then can God trust you with more. And only then should you want more. Stop praying for money if you can't already give up what you've got. Not because of me in this church, because of your soul. To save you. You should not want anything you can't handle. For the word of God says, I'll never put more on you. Stop asking for things you don't need right now. Until you master worship in the low levels. Until you've conquered that, that spirit coming against you. Until you've proven to God I'm dedicated and I've got nothing going for me. And I'm all in and this is horrible, but I'm all yours. You can have it all. Until you've conquered that and proven that, only then should you desire your legs back. Your eyes back. Your miracle. we got to get the order right, church family. finally getting to a point in my, my journey where I'm just, I'm past it now. I'm over it now. I don't care. God, if, I'm, if I have to live in a box and I'm just a vegetable, okay, fine, I'm going to die anyway, whatever. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not letting me and my widow's situation stop me from giving my two mites. I don't care what I'm going through. I'm going to serve God until I've got nothing left. And then I'm still going to walk up to the plate and act like I'm given because I refuse to lose this battle. I'm not worried about it. 
It's laughable at this point, the things that people in our church go through. It's laughable. Just mark it down. Going to go through hell in the last days. It's been prophesied. It's going to happen. Sickness, problems, issues, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Make your mind up. It's going to happen. It happened to Paul. It happened to Peter. They died for Jesus. It's going to happen to us. Settle it in your spirit. And say, it doesn't matter what I lose. I'm still going to serve you. What does the devil have left when you're not afraid to die? There's no fear in this place when you're not afraid to die anymore. There's no fear. There's no fear in the name of Jesus. There's no fear. There's no fear, Sister Caroline. There's no fear. Make your mind up right now in the name of Jesus. That's fine. Then go ahead. Then kill me then if you want to take me, Lord. You're in charge anyway. Ain't nothing stopping you. You're sovereign. You're holy. You're righteous. If you want to kill me, I'm going to die anyway. So I make my mind up. I'm giving my two mites no matter what. Come on. God wants to cast out fear in this place. God wants to cast out fear in your life. God wants to reprioritize the church right now in this moment. The Holy Ghost sent me here today to make warriors out of some of you today to say, I'm going to master this mess I'm in. Yeah, your husband's not in church yet. Yeah, your wife's not in church yet. Master it. No, you don't have the job that you think you need. Master it. Hear me, Joseph. Come on, bless your prison, Joseph. Master it. Master it. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to take this thing head on. This evil spirit in Austin ain't going to take us down. We're going to go right to the front of the face of the enemy and look him in the eyes and say, take what you want to take. Take it all if you want to, but we're not backing up. I'm going to give my two mites if it's all I've got left, and I'm going to make God stand up in all. Nothing impresses our God more than worship in the mess. It's the fullest definition of worship when you've given everything. Let's wait on the Holy Ghost for a moment. Praise God. There's not going to be any more fear. Your money won't keep you safe. Your job won't keep you safe. Your retirement won't keep you safe. Your family, friends won't keep you safe. Your guns won't keep you safe. God's going to strip you down, let you get stripped down. Because he wants you to move into the supernatural. But you can't handle the supernatural until you've mastered your mess. The supernatural has ruined pastors, Brother Dale. The supernatural has ruined churches by the devil. The supernatural has made people get the big head to think they don't need God and they have no one over them. And that's why God wants to keep that that messenger of Satan coming and knock on our door, buffeting our flesh to keep us in a position to receive revelation. And listen, it's not all about you. It's about the person that needs God. We're saved. We're saved. We can die right now. It's okay. They can't. And God's trying to, God's trying to work in us, not for us. 
you know, you're getting a pity party because you think that you're going through this all for you. Don't think so highly of yourself. It's not about you. You're saved. God's been good to you when he saved you. That's all he has to do. That's it. He owes us nothing else. Hear me, little widow. God owes you nothing. 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 If you're saved, he owes you nothing. God's trying to unlock the supernatural in this city. He is. And we're not going to walk in fear anymore. We're not going to do it. We're not going to be afraid. This week, my wife is driving. We're heading out of town. And she's feeling something right here. And it bothers her. And it bothers her. And she gets to moving around and feeling. And before long, she's able to find this big, some kind of knot right here inside her throat. And anytime you've gone through cancer, your first thoughts are, oh, God, not a knot. I don't want more problems. I don't want more cancer. You just can't make this stuff up anymore, church family. Bring it on. Easy for me to say for her, but that's my wife. And it, sometimes you'd rather just die yourself than your wife have a problem. But you know what? I take this stuff usually pretty hard, but not anymore. Because I realize what's happening now. I'm not worried about being the widow in the story. I'm not afraid of having nothing but two mites. Because I'm going to give it and we're going to give it. No matter how low we go, it does not matter. We will master this mess and we will have a miracle. We will worship no matter what the reports are. We don't care what we feel or how we feel or what lump shows up where. It doesn't matter. We're going to master the mess. And some of you are too. Sister Sharon's got her daughter Bonnie in the mission field in excruciating pain. And she needs a miracle. But right now she's in a mess. And we're not going to take anything but worship for God. Come on, won't you worship God right now in your mess? Won't you worship God poor? Worship God sad? Worship God broken? Worship God with nothing going for you? And prove to God, it does not matter what I'm going through. I'm in this thing. I refuse to be afraid. I'm already a dead man. I gave my life to you at baptism. Hey, don't get back out of that grave you got in when you got baptized. Hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. You're already dead. When you got baptized in Jesus' name, you went down into a grave. You're already dead anyway. So you might as well just serve God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands up across this place. It's going to be messy in East Austin. It's going to be messy in Del Valley. It's going to be messy around here. There's a lot of big spirits and big devils, but it's all right because we can master this mess. It doesn't matter what comes our way. We're still going to be throwing mites in the offering plate when we've got nothing left. You hear us, devil. It doesn't matter what you throw at us. We're going to serve God. We're not walking in fear. I don't care what the doctor says. Until our last breath, we're going to serve the Lord.
Woo. Hey, it's liberating when you make your mind up. You're going to serve God no matter what. <laughs> Talk about freedom. When you make your mind up, if I lose everything, I still have Jesus. Listen, y'all, I hadn't even moved into my house. I could sell it tomorrow, Lori. I walked in that thing, and I thought, wow, we did a good job. And then I had this check in my spirit, this is nothing. And I made my mind, I could sell it tomorrow. God, whatever you want, I'll sell it tomorrow. I don't even care. If you want me to have it, I'll use it for your glory. If you want to ask me to do something with it, I'll do something with it. I don't care because I made my mind up, there's nothing. I want in this world. Y'all, this is so biblical. God asks you for stuff. He sees if you're going to do it. And then He lets you keep it. But you've got to be willing to give it. We don't have to die. But we have to be willing to. I believe we're going to be healed. I believe we're going to get a miracle. I do. I believe with all my heart. But I believe we have to master this mess. It's taken me a while to be able to say it. Matthew, you remember whenever Aspen hit his head? And I met with some of you guys in the purpose. And he was having all kinds of weird stuff happen with his vision. And he was having blindness take over at times. I was so scared that I was praying with some of our men in the prayer room. And I had to say it out loud to get victory. I had to say it out loud. I didn't want to say it out loud. Remember, Jose? I had to say, guys, I got, I got to say something out loud. I got to confess this. Whatever happens to my boy, I'm going to serve God. I didn't know if he was going to go blind. I didn't know what was going to happen to him. That's my boy. Had to make my mind up. If I lose everything, I'm gonna serve you, God. Some of you need to go there right now in your heart. Close your eyes, lift your hands, and go there. If you lost your baby girl, if you lost your spouse, if you lost your house, if you lost everything dear to you in this world, but you got to have your walk with God, would you still serve Him? Come on, it's time to conquer fear right now in Jesus' name. Love not the things of the world. Love not the things of the world. Come on, conquer it, church. Supernatural power is about to be imparted to your ministry if you can make your mind up right now that I would still give as the widow. Don't be afraid that God will do it. Don't be afraid that God will do it. My God is so good, he'll let you keep the baby. Come on, Abraham. Walk up this mountain and call it worship. And give your only child, your only prized possession, your future, your heritage, your namesake, and put it on the altar and tell God, I'll give you my future. I'll give you my promises. I'll lay it all down and you can have it and watch and see if your God won't let you keep it. 
Come on, try the Lord. Try the Lord. Give him everything right now. It's not about the two mites or the riches. It's about your heart. God wants your heart. Be free in the name of Jesus, church family. Brothers and sisters, be free of that lying devil who's held your family in bondage for far too long because he's holding the things of the world over you. Be free in Jesus' name. God, you can kill me right now if it's for your glory. Then go ahead and take me, Jesus. I'm not living in fear. Somebody say, I'm not living in fear. Say it again, I'm not living in fear. Say it again, I'm not living in fear. I feel faith rising in this place right now. I feel faith rising, sister. Go ahead and do what you feel like doing in the Holy Ghost right now. That's it. We, we ought to praise him. She can relate to the widow. She can relate to that poor place and that broken place. I'm going to serve God no matter how bad it is at Oasis. I'm going to serve God no matter how bad it is in this wheelchair, in this marriage. It doesn't matter. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now. God wants to give somebody a miracle right now because you're not asking for it. You're willing to give everything over him. God's going to trust some of you with a miracle because of the prayers you're praying today. And that miracle won't taint you, it won't change you, and it won't mess you up. Oh, yeah. I'm on. I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost right now in this place. I know that I'm talking the Word of God today in this place. I know the Lord has given me a word today. And would you receive it right now? Would you receive it right now? Yes. Ain't nothing to be afraid of. You can work on the gifts of spirit right now. You've already died. Who cares if anybody thinks about you? You're dead anyway. Who cares? We're going to go reach this city. But the devil, we're going to go out those doors and reach this city. You know why? Because we don't care. We're already dead. Come on, you can work on the gifts of spirit. Who cares if anybody thinks about you? The Holy Ghost is trying to talk to us. Yes, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, He will. Yeah. Yeah, you have. 
That's right. That's it. <laughs> Say it. No, 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 no. Yes. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Let's receive it right now. Jesus. Raise up. Raise up a generation. Raise up a generation of faith men and women. Raise up your ministers, Father. Send us out, God, to a world with no fear. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is our strength. Fear is no longer here. It's time for us to receive the help of the Holy Ghost right now. It's time for us to work in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's time for us to go in boldness in the name of Jesus. Would you pray with me in the name of Jesus as we close this service right now? Come on, let's get in the Spirit right now and pray. Let's pray. Let's be, let's be thoughtful of the Lord and what He's saying in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father. Oh, yeah, fear is gone. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be set free of that spirit in Jesus' name. Ah. Yeah, it's working, it's working, it's working. Come on, when you get free of it, God's going to give you great anointing and power. When you finally make your mind up, you're not afraid of losing it. I'm telling you, God will empower you and use you mightily in the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, there's some anointing falling in this place. There's some strong anointing falling in this place. Come on, you know who you are. You know who you are. When you've told God you can have my most prized possession, I lay it on this altar. I'm telling you a new, fresh anointing's fall. Come here, George. Come here, George. Would you die for the Lord? Would you trust God with your wife and child if you had to go? Then you're ready to be a minister. Then you're ready to go out to the city. You're ready to knock every door. There's no... That's right. You've got the power of the Holy Ghost in you. Nobody can kill you unless the Lord lets it happen. That's right. We're already dead. You could have died already. That's right. That's right. Jesus' name. Anoint him right now, Father. God, use him to be the most powerful Hispanic minister that the world has ever seen. Not because of heritage of earth. Not because of experience of earth. But because of his baptism of the death in the name of Jesus. He's going to be a mighty man of God. He's going to be a mighty preacher of the gospel. Miracles, signs, and wonders shall flow through him in the name of Jesus. He's not afraid. He's not afraid. Thank you, Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. 
Well, I feel the peace of the Holy Ghost. I feel the peace of Abraham when, when God sent that angel and said, Stop it. Put that knife down. You can keep your boy. <laughs> what a relief to know that I'm free and I still get to keep my son. Oh, that's the goodness of God. That's the goodness of God. <laughs> Come on, there's peace in this place for everybody who bows their knee in submission, in complete submission to Jesus. Everything belongs to you, my house, my car, my job. I'm already dead. There's nothing to fear. I'm going to walk in boldness in this last day hour. I'm going to go out of this room today with a fresh anointing on me. If you want a fresh anointing and you want to be free of fear, would you come join me at the front today? I've missed you so much. I just want to be a little closer to the members of the church, the saints of God. Can we gather around here today and pray for a few moments? Let God solidify. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Oh, my. I haven't even had much sleep the last few nights, but the Lord has given me strength today to work in His Spirit. I've given Him my body. I've given Him everything. And God uses us. It's not about us. We're nothing. We're nothing. We're just frail human beings. We're flesh. Anybody want to be free of fear in this wicked city? Come on, you can be free. Some of y'all going to go on a mission field. You're still scared, but you're going to be go free. You're going to go free in Jesus' name. You're going to go out there free in Jesus' name. Come on, Sister Bonnie is going through a mess right now. And I believe God's just trying to go ahead and let her master this thing because she's about to go into some crazy territories. If we can't master sickness, we can't master devils. You hear me? If you can't master a cough, you can't master a limp, you can't master your little checkbook issues, you can't master Satan coming up against your family. We will not be defeated. We're not going to be defeated. Even if we're dead, we win. Jesus taught us that. There's nothing to fear. Life is short anyway. Boy, I want you to have peace before you leave today. I really do. I really want to see you fulfill maximum potential. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. The gifts of the Spirit are operating. I can see it prophetically happening to some of you. Some of you have come in with such a dark cloud on you. I just want it to go in Jesus' name. I want that dark cloud to go in Jesus' name. I want it to go. I want you to go pray your family through in Jesus' name. Oh, I want to see it happen. I want to see some of you lay hands on your family where the devil has said they're mine and the devil has lied to you. I want a power of the Holy Ghost to baptize us right now to where there's no more anxiety, fear, stress, emotional roller coasters. We are the people of the mighty God. Enough of all that. Enough searching Google and getting scared. Bring it on. We're the people of God. If the devil could kill you, you'd be dead already.
Come on, lift your hands. It's happening. Peace is coming. Anointing is coming. Whose report will you believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. Be free in the name of Jesus, ma'am. Sister and brother, be free right now in the name of Jesus. Some of y'all have it so good you can't even tap in to the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you can't even relate to me right now. You've got it so good. But God wants to empower you. God wants you to master the mess you're in right now. Stop complaining, Israel. Stop complaining, Israel. Master the mess.